being able to experience all these things kind of like changes you and being able to travel and kind of see the world and everything is not just where you live. It's mm. so much bigger than that. You kind of just have to let go and what happens happens because you can't control other people in the situation. You can only control how you handle yourself. Celine. <laughs> I know that we took deep breaths because we're going into a deep discussion, but I feel like we're going to laugh a lot. I was laughing during that deep breath. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm so happy you're here because I feel, I mean, <laughs> what? You're here every single day, but I mean in this chair because you're always around. We do everything together. You're in all the recordings and I feel like you have intel and also people want to know about you and you didn't wear a striped shirt today, which is will be kind of disappointing for people. I almost feel like I should have committed to the bit and like worn the striped shirt. I completely thought about wearing a not the striped shirt, but the new one that I bought. So for those of you who need a little context, every single time I get Celine on camera, she's wearing a striped shirt and it happened like I would say three, four times and then people start noticing. And now when she doesn't wear a striped shirt, people are like, is everything okay? Where is the striped shirt? That's when I'm like off my balance, you know? Yes. So I was like, oh my God, I need to like showcase who I am and who am I, but my striped shirt. But then I was like, no. No, there's so many layers to you. Okay, so let's start with the layers. Let's start from the base of the layer. Let's talk about your where are you from? How did you, how did you how did you get here? How did I get so lucky? Give me some background. I'm from Miami, born and raised, came from Cuban parents. So I'm first generation American and I've lived here my whole life. And yeah, that's where I'm from. I haven't really uh I'm you, I don't know where I'm you going. Say, that's exactly where you're from. But you're saying like coming from a Cuban family, but you have an amazing family story. And I don't know if you want to share it a little bit, but oh, okay. just like yeah. the background, I feel like in a way, this is where we connected and we like understand each other because we grew up, you're first generation, my kids are first generation, but we grew up with very similar mm -hmm. views on life. So a little bit about your Cuban history my family came basically when the regime started in cuba they were some of the first people out of there and my parents actually met here so my mom left when she was like three years old my dad was a bit older than my mom so obviously met later on in life so i come from immigrant like family works very hard had a wonderful life in cuba and had to basically start all over when they came to the united states which i feel again that work ethic obviously mm. stems from them and then also I feel like another thing is I lost my father. Uh, <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. Okay, it's gonna, we need to explain this to people because it's terrible, but we, I don't know if that's how we deal with, I think with our issues, <laughs> with pain or with anything like it, but we laugh a lot, um, but obviously, it completely shaped you as a person losing your father at a young age. Because mm -hmm. how old were you? I had just turned five. You turned five. Yeah. So we talk a lot about your dad. And I feel like, although I know that your mom 
sent you to therapy after he passed away. <laughs> I definitely think that we both have daddy issues. 100%. In different ways, yeah. but also something we connect on a yeah. lot. So you grew up with, I mean, a, a single, single parent. Mom, yeah, oh. who worked her ass off. All credit to her, even though sometimes I don't act like <laughs> I'm sure if she listens back to this, she'll be like, oh, this is your moment. Exactly. Mom, I love you. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for everything you've done for me and for raising me and my brother. <laughs> but yeah, I came from like a single parent household. But I can't say like, again, my family and everyone coming here uh, kind of like glued together and helped out in a way. So it was like cousins picking up my aunts and uncles and everyone just kind of like formed like a community like a community yeah i love that and i feel that from you you have this tendency of bringing people together in general and you made me feel that when we started working together you are you're very like i don't think you guys understand celine comes up with different activities and she wants to do diys and i remember we wanted to do like i wanted to show harry potter to the kids and she's a huge <laughs> harry potter fan which we'll get to it but and she's like no we have to do it right we have to first get them the test where they know which sorority is that a sorority which house? Which house like. they belong to. <laughs> and she bought all these different things and like she made a whole thing out of it. And that's so beautiful about you because you you create these like environments for people to feel comfortable and loved. And I love that for you. And I feel like that is another credit to your mom and your family in general. I feel like this is actually a therapy session. Girl, like, if you're not gonna cry today. <laughs> You're like I'm unlocking things so on me. Like, hmm, maybe she has a point. I think that in this conversation today, we we work together obviously every single day, but we're so like going through the motions where I don't think I sometimes give you here and there a little like insight into how I view you, but I feel like this conversation I'm able to share all my feelings. But it's not about me, it's about you. So you grew up in with a single parent, you had oh, an yeah. amazing community around you. And where did your interest with fashion started? Like, how did you get Again, to find me? All stems from my mother. My mother has always been into fashion. She's a stylist now. Since I was a little girl, she raised me on the ABCs, as in <laughs> Armani. <laughs> Blahnik, Chanel, Dior. <laughs> so it's, I am the so way much I am because of her. Also, as a little, like eight years old, watching uh, Project Runway, like reruns on TV. And I'd be like, oh my God, they're cursing and my mom's letting me watch this. But that's, I think, where it all really started. But I don't think I took it seriously until I got like older in my life that I was like, oh, maybe this is something I want to do. Because when I was younger, I would say like middle school through high school, I am really good with kids. So I always thought I was gonna go into pediatrics. Yeah. You're really good with kids. I, I am. She Not becomes like, one of them. She just like makes them feel like we are the same, I'm here. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe I can like use this to my advantage. I thought I had wanted to go into medicine, completely different than what I do right now so that I kind of just like went with that and I was pre-med in school and after I would say like the first two semesters I was kind of like 
what am I doing? You know, I had like fresh out of, not fresh out of college, fresh out of high school, like first semester of college, got a job working at this athleisure boutique in Miami. It's like how on brand, you know, everyone will hear where it's like workout clothes. Like yeah, what, 100%. what fashion, especially at that time, this is like pre-pandemic when everybody came from like New York, before everyone came from New York and like kind of changed everything. Like there was no real fashion scene. There's no culture around There's, it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing that and I was like, this is not really like, what am I doing? You know? So I was like, okay, how can I change this? And then that's when I slowly started like getting into the influencer scene and like understanding Instagram and like seeing fashion weeks and everyone posting their outfits. And I was like, this is interesting. There's um, something there. There's something there. The first person actually was Ami Song that really like, yeah. I don't know what it was, but I like bought her song a style book. I know like, she was the I mean, she's the OG. Yeah, no OG. And that's when it started, like the gear started turning. And I was like, OK, how can I then turn this into a career? Because I was never like, I'm going to be an influencer and I'm going to show this. But I'm like, how can I work in fashion? And another one is I think her name is Gabrielle or Gabriella Hackworthy. She used to be, I think, VP of comms in Jimmy Choo, something like that. Oh, yes, of She's course. She's Australian now. She does like all the campaigns for Zimmerman. Yeah. But I was like, it's amazing. Mm, her. She's on to something. Yeah. Because I'm like, so you started like looking for yeah. a direction. So then I found this website. I don't know how I did. I think I was just looking like fashion jobs, fashion internships, and it was called freefashioninternships.com. Like super easy. I love that. <laughs> I know. And I saw these internships for like New York Fashion Week. So I was like, oh my God, this is like the perfect time to like try this out, like see, like make connections. Like it's all about making connections. And I applied. My first one was September of 2019 with Alice McCall. Uh, mm -hmm. So they were my first like Fashion Week experience. So you haven't done any of this. You land in New York. Did you pay for your ticket to New York? I, paid, I wonder how that works. I paid for my ticket. I had one of my friends living in there, like living in New York from high school. So I... You stayed with her? I, I stayed with him, yeah. And then did they pay you as an intern? So this specific internship, they gave us like credits for meals. Mm -hmm. They didn't pay us for... Uh, but I didn't care. I Is was that like, legal? Yeah, or I, not anymore? I think so. It's an internship. I don't know. Everyone goes into internships now expecting to be paid. Which is amazing. Not to me say back in my day. <laughs> like, I'm not that old, but like a lot of internships. Four years ago, <laughs> five years ago. That is so cool. So you went and you literally got thrown into... It was a showroom, yeah. So I was working in the showroom. And it was actually so interesting to see like all these different, like where these buyers come from and what they're doing and what they're looking for. And... Like we had mode operandi, Revolve, uh, even like internet. The, the, this lady from Singapore came. I was like, I didn't realize how like far mm, it reached. Come. Yeah. yeah. So I did that and I was there for a week and I was like, like bright eyed. This is my first time traveling alone. I was t at 21, maybe 22. And I was like, oh my God, I'm in New York City, like alone. My friend was going to school in Connecticut at the time. Like on the weekend, I'm going to take the train and see her and surprise her. And it was like, I was like, I, after I came back, I was like, I need to do this. Mm. So I lived on that website, free fashion. Just looking for internship. Just, just looking. tell me where to be. I'll be there. So then November rolls around and there's one for Zimmerman. And I was like, I love Zimmerman. Like, I'm going to apply. And sure enough, I got it. And the thing is, I would tell my teachers, like, I'm going to be gone for like a week. So like, can you like give me work or like whatever? And they'd kind of be like, 
okay you're going to like new york <laughs> like you're going for a fashion week they didn't understand like that <laughs> it was so silly i was like forget that like what am i learning there <laughs> school bye yeah no school is very important <laughs> <laughs> depends i feel like you got schooled like life experiences to me are the best kind of school, right? I mean, depends what you want to do. Obviously, if you want to be pre-med, I would yeah. recommend to stay in school. But yeah, yeah. for what you were looking for, I totally love the fact that you just went and ventured out to get that experience. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have like gotten this experience in school, like 100%. Absolutely not. So you did Zimmerman. So I did Zimmerman. Did you love it? I did love it. I mean, I love Zimmerman. So being around all those clothes, I'm like organizing the racks in the showroom by like looks and like uh stories so amazing and just like being with the models i'm like oh, i'm one of the cool girls you know <laughs> uh hearing like other little stories like this one girl was telling she is really good friends with uh this other australian actress and this was when liam hemsworth was like first seen with her and i was hearing like the behind the scenes story of like how it actually went down and i was like oh my god celine loves the details you guys I do she loves the tea. <laughs> I do love some hot tea, <laughs> but I don't spill it. I just no. just give take it all in a exactly. big mug, exactly of tea that you keep. Chismosa is what it's called in Spanish. Chismosas. Yeah, chismosa. Chismosa. I'm a chismosa for sure. A... <laughs> what did you say? In Irish, it's called yachna. Yachna. <laughs> I got it right. Uh, yeah, very close. <laughs> okay, so you did Zimmerman. You came back, and then what? And then. So this was end of November, basically. And by then I was like convinced. I was like, I'm moving to New York. I have so many friends living in New York. A lot of friends also like graduating, moving to New York. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, like this is a move I'm going to do. I go to Fashion Week one last time in February. And I was like, okay, this is great. Like confirmed, solidified, like I'm moving to New York. I got to start like looking at things. And I would say about a month later, a woman I had met through Zimmerman contacts me and she's like, hey, Celine, like just reaching out. Uh, I don't know if you remember, we met blah, blah, blah. And we're opening a store in the design district for Kenzo Kids. And I was wondering if you were interested in the position. And this was for assistant store manager at the time. She's like, if you're interested in the position or you know anybody that would like be interested in it. And I was like, hmm, OK. Is that a sign? And it was a year pop-up. So then I started thinking about it. I'm like, this is a great experience. It's designer. So that's like getting your foot in the door. Mm -hmm. Everyone in fashion starts their way. Like if you're starting from yourself, you don't have any connections. You're starting from the bottom up. You're not going to start off like in a beautiful office. And 100%. you got to do the grunt work, you know? So I was like, okay, we can do the grunt work. It's only going to be a year and it'll be fine. Like New York is still there. I like, <laughs> I can wait for it. Yeah. Pandemic hits. Oh my God everything shuts down and i'm like oh my god thank god i didn't go to new york like even the store was delayed opening didn't open until june and again it was like a year pop-up so the year goes by and i'm like okay now what like i started putting out like uh looking at jobs then i get this email from a uh, glass door i think it was and it goes valeria inc is hiring and i was like who <laughs> i was like i know a valeria so like I fully followed you before uh yeah before meeting you. Like I knew who you were. Yeah. And I was like I like could it be? And I was like I don't know, let me just apply. Like it's something that I'm interested in doing mm -hmm. and I applied 
and now that's how I got to you. So you've been with me for what, two years now? Two years. And I remember when we came to interview you, we moved to Miami. I think we were in Miami for like six months at that point, maybe a year. And when we decided to stay here, we're like, okay, we'll need a person here that can support everything that we've been doing. Because I came from Canada where literally there's a team mm -hmm. of 12 people. And then here I'm in Miami and I'm still doing all the stuff that I was doing with 12 people by myself. So that was insane. And um, I have to say when we started looking for people, it was really hard. I think now the pool of people is getting better, but two years ago, finding someone that is willing to work hard, that doesn't want to be an influencer themselves, that's a huge thing. And just in general, like interested in the industry and the aspects of it was extremely difficult. I remember we met maybe a couple of people before you, and I'm just like, they, they're not going to stick around. <laughs> like This is the minute they see the amount of work that requires to run this. Yeah. Absolutely not. And I remember when I met you, we met at Soul House. And Celine just kind of, I remember you skipping. I don't know why you obviously <laughs> did not skip. But I just remember you skipping in. And I was like, okay, she looks young. Because you were what, 20? 23. Yeah. Yeah. 23. I was like, mm, but I feel like every question that was asked, are you okay doing this? How about this? Do you know how to do this? And you're just like, yep, I'll figure it out. Yes, yeah, I'll, I'll learn, no problem. Yeah, I've done this, I've done this. It's like you had a good experience of touching different things mm -hmm. at different points in your life, in your career. So I was just, it was the easiest thing ever. I'm like, okay. The fact that you were willing and open and there was no, mm, but, what am I exactly doing? Because I also think that we didn't necessarily had an idea of the position, but we were kind of figuring it out ourselves. And we started working and I don't remember life before you. I really don't. Like, where were you? What were you doing? How did you survive without me? I don't know. <laughs> I truly, I blacked that out. And not survive, but just like, I think that we're were meant to like have each other in each other's life don't cry <laughs> are you about to cry because maybe <laughs> we were really meant to be in each other's life because it's just it was so natural it was so easy uh you understand my humor um you're the funniest person ever i don't think you guys understand the layers of celine when it comes to her interests like this girl comes every morning with you know her little manola blonic and a little designer bag but then she like gets all hyped up about Harry Potter and the things that you're into sometimes not sometimes you often surprise me the music that you listen to like where where did you pick up all these things I was actually thinking about that I think either this morning or last night I was like I don't know how I kind of came to be the person I am because it's like you said it's like I appear one way but then inside like I can get really weird <laughs> like in the best way possible. In the best way possible. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from. I think I just like to learn new things and I'm very open to everything. So if it like piques my interest, I'll be like, okay. But then that's when I'm like, then go down like that rabbit hole. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be my new obsession. And then... You do. <laughs> okay, so let's give a little context to the listeners. What are some of the like weird things that you love to do? Okay, so... I don't think this is going to fall into like a weird category. Maybe. I don't know. It depends on the person you ask. But like I'm a very craftsy person. So if like I'll, I'll see an activity, I'll be like, so I learned how to knit when I was eight. I learned how to crochet when I was 
15, 16. It was in high school. I took mm -hmm. a class called Fabrics and Fibers. <laughs> she bought a machine and she made these a stickers. Cricket. Yeah, I made the stickers. She on was this. very, she's very, are you still into it? I want to make cards for like Thanksgiving and Christmas, like to send to everyone. So like I am, but it's just. You're I, looking for the right opportunity. And it also takes up so much space that, uh, yeah. So like super craftsy person. And then what else? Like well, she likes to go to the same concert 15 times. Okay. Which is actually mind-blowing to me. Actually, today <laughs> is a year since I met him in the elevator at the Ludlow. We're talking about 1975. Yes, I love the 1975. She's seen them like three times. Three times in the last, like literally last year. There's also something that I admire you so much and I love that. And that reminds me of me when I was younger. You are not scared of doing things by yourself. Like that doesn't throw you off. We were in London when we went on our family trip and Celine was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the Harry Style concert yeah. just by herself. Just bought a ticket two hours before, put yeah. her outfit out and she left. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. She goes to the movies by herself. Like she is, it's amazing. Especially at your age. I feel like young women your age are not as comfortable moving in the world by themselves. So where did that come from, that independence? I feel like I've always been independent, but it got to a point where I started to get disappointed when my friends, like like nobody was available to do something. And I was like, but why does that mean I shouldn't do it? I can just go out and do it, like free will, you know? Truly. So I just did it and I became comfortable with it. Like I don't mind eating a meal alone. I love going like walking to the farmer's market by myself and doing my little thing, like getting a book and reading it and just traveling the world, not traveling the world, but like making my way in the world, like by yourself, by yourself. but I don't want to be by myself no. all the time. <laughs> we, we know we'll get to that. Don't okay. worry. Okay. We'll make sure that by the end, by the time this episode is aired, there'll be something like Serena Kerrigan. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Oh, that was so good. So good. Okay, tell the story. Okay, so uh, what she's like a comedian, right? That's her. Serena Kerrigan is like a social media persona. Yeah. yeah. And she's really big into talking about, I like guess, like being single and yeah. dating and things like that. She even had a, during the pandemic, a show called. Where she was going on like dates live, yeah, right? Online, yeah. Right. So she was looking for her partner, uh, boyfriend, and she went on this one podcast and she he said so do you think you're gonna find the one and she said in the next two years in the next two years and he's like really but it's the way he said really like like oh like I, he was What's doing his something name, do you know that. i don't know i don't his know name anyways it was like a this viral video because he was like really and she said yes absolutely and they ended up being together six months later ended up being together so i feel like this is like a tiktok okay, rom-com situation yeah. going okay. on and i think that like gives you hope is that gives you hope I think so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. We'll get there. Okay. Okay, you're also a huge um, Harry Potter person. Harry? Which I find, you know what? To be honest with you, at first I thought it was a little weird, but now I actually feel when like you, I'm weird because everyone is into Harry Potter. It's so good. But it doesn't just like stop at Harry Potter. Greater than my love for Harry Potter is my love for Star Wars. She's obsessed with Star Wars. Love Star Wars. She loves all the Marvels and their cousins, yes. like all the things. <laughs> And she just, she has so much information and knowledge about it. Sometimes she comes at me with these like fun facts. And I'm just like, how does this take, what is, 
how does it take space in your brain? Like, how do you decide to retain that specific information? I don't know what it is that my brain picks the most obscure, like random things to remember. And then it'll bring it out at times where it's not really relevant. And so then I bring it up and everybody's kind of like, yeah, yeah. Except for like, like Eve or Megan, like they'll get it, but uh, they'll get it. The majority of the people. But I think that's that's what's charming about you, because I feel like even if it feels like no one is picking up on it, it creates a wave of conversation, even if it's like, ah, okay. so what do you think about that? You know? Yeah. You have that talent. Just talk more about Star Wars. Yeah. Tell me more. Like, how crazy are you about Star Wars? Um, Because you have to remember this conversation is going to be posted. So you don't know who's going to listen. And I hope Hayden Christensen is listening right now. Who? Hayden Christensen or Adam Driver. If you're listening to this, I love you as Kylo Ren and I love you. I So lure them in with all these like. They might just think I'm crazy. Which I'm not saying I'm not. (laughs) Good crazy. Good crazy. Yeah. You really studied the ins and outs of experiencing Disney. Yeah. I also want to mention that you are such a classic Gen Z in terms of doing it for the plot. You're just living to be spontaneous. Whatever happens, you're going with it. You're just like, hey, why not? It's here. Let's try it. And that comes across in all aspects of your life uh, because I've experienced it with you when we travel for work. She's just like, hey, let's do this. Hey, want to go there? Want to do this? Want to go see a show? It's like, there's a show in 30 minutes. Come on, you're not tired. Let's go. (laughs) It's like, don't you want to, you don't want to waste a day in New York. You don't want to waste a day in Paris. There's always um, so much bubbly energy for you of just like experiencing life. And that's one of the things that I love most about you among other things but tell me what was your first impression when you met me i was like she's really nice oh i hate that word so much no because it's <laughs> true though like you can't hate in this situation you kind of know like sometimes what people put on the internet yeah. is not who they actually are yeah but this is also something i've heard after working for you with like two years especially during fashion week all these people run into they're like oh my god she's actually like really nice she's like a, you're very kind to people you I give try. them your time you know mm. you introduce yourself you're like what's your name like who are you not who are you but like yeah just give them their space to like kind of be like oh my god i have followed you da 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 for this t- amount of time and and you're just very like have a good heart you know thank yeah. you and like yeah <laughs> It's been nice to watch you uh, do your thing and grow. I know. And I feel like we've been growing together because I think that the past two years, um, although you have your very clear characteristics about you and like what makes you you, I've seen such different, not even different, but I've seen an evolution within you. I think that because you're very open and because you listen and you, you look and you learn, you've really slowly coming out of this, the idea that you have in your head of how you should be. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you had an idea okay. when we started working together. And I think that it's in general with a lot of young women in their 20s, I mean, God knows I've been through it, where we have this idea in our heads of mm-hmm. who we should be and how we should communicate with the world. And we hold on to that idea so much that sometimes 
we're kind of going against our own, yeah. you know, ourselves. And I saw that in you in the beginning, but slowly but surely you're kind of like getting comfortable with letting that go and exploring yourself and not necessarily defining yourself. That's why I think it's so important for me to tell the story of like how you're interested in so many things, doing so many things. It's like, I think you, you know, you see you and you look like this person, but then an hour later, there's a Disney movie and you just like go into a whole other direction. And I love all these different layers that you're exploring. Do you feel like you've evolved in the past two years? I think so. In what way? I don't want to say I've like completely matured <laughs> because not the, yet, but you're but you've <laughs> but like there's probably progress. Yeah. yeah, I think also just like being able to experience all these things kind of like changes you and being able to travel and kind of see the world and everything is not just where you live. It's mm. so much bigger than that. It kind of puts into perspective like what am I doing? Like how am I moving through life? Like what is my intention and and kind of just living my life in the way how I kind of want it to be reciprocated, like the outside world be reciprocated to me. Mm -hmm. But then you can't always depend on that, which is also, I think, a big thing is you kind of just have to let go. And what happens happens because you can't control other people in the situation. You can only control how you handle yourself. Yeah, and the choices you make and the people you surround yourself with. And yeah, I think because of the experiences you've collected through this, I mean, the past two years, I'm talking specifically because I mm -hmm. saw you go through it. I think you have such a better understanding of the value that people bring into your life um, or the lack of value people bring into your life, which is also an amazing lesson to learn in your 20s. When you think about the difference, like you're looking at me, I'm 33, you're 25. Mm -hmm. What is that gap? I'm glad you brought that up because it's... <laughs> no, actually... It's, it's true though because it's so odd to me because some of my closest friends are your age. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy to see. Like you can be the same age, but be at completely like different stages at like in your life. Like I relate more to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they're my age versus like with you. I know it's not that big of an age gap, but it's like almost like a mentor, like <laughs> mindset. Mm -hmm. Like for this podcast, for example, you had like when I first started, like within that first month when Megan came down and we were doing the Halloween shoot, like back to back, you were like, I want to do this podcast. Like I have this idea. And like just watching that like grow and actually become a thing and like hearing your voice like come out was like really inspiring um, because you're so good at speaking. And so like that is like, I kind of like look up to it and it's like, wow, like I hope when I'm 33, like I can. We had a moment last week way. in New York when we were shooting the podcast, we're mm -hmm. shooting podcasts back to back. And after this, like one conversation that I had, uh, we finished the podcast and Celine is sitting we were sitting alone in the room, it was just you and yeah. I, and she looks at me and she's like, I'm so proud of you. And we both like started tearing up uh, and we got really emotional because I do think that it's so special that I get to share, like you really see the raw, you mm -hmm. know, the all behind the scenes, 
all the back and forth that I have, even just with my head, you know, like you see all the things that I struggle with and try to overcome every single day because my career, like I love what I do. Mm -hmm. And we, all of us, like the whole company, we're so invested in this and we want to bring value so badly. And, you know, we show up every single day and there's just so many things that I had to overcome uh, and still overcoming. And you're like always by my side. And I felt like that moment, the podcast has been kind of our big challenge this year of learning and understanding how to do it. And just, it was so healing for me and like a confirmation for me to have you say that. Because, you know, when you're constantly around it and you, I mean, sometimes I'm sick of my own voice and of Mm -hmm. my own thoughts. And just to have, you're like an extension of me in a way. Mm -hmm. So when you were just like, you did great. I really needed that. That was just like, (gasps) oh thank you i'm so glad because like i truly i truly meant it. like when i start like te- it's tearing up and like getting emotional about something it's like when i'm like really passionate about it like, yeah. you know and i was like i just kind of just like don't know what to do and it comes out in the form of tears but like i really mean it it was such a crazy ride an inspiring person that's why like eight years isn't a lot but i feel like like you've had that time to like grow into the person. You know what's interesting for me also? One of the things that motivates me very much is also the people in our company at Valeria Inc. And obviously I wake up in the morning and I want to create something special and valuable for my audience and my community. But what really gets me kind of going and motivated is knowing that there are 12, 15 of us that are just like they believe in me and I want to make sure that I show up in the best way possible because every win for me is also a reflection of all the hard work that everyone is doing right and I'm always thinking okay how can I do better how can I be better for our company that's at least a definition of a leader for me someone that like is very adamant to show up as themselves, do the best, work on themselves constantly to, ins- by doing, you inspire, you know, whoever is you're working with. And it's been like such a crazy journey because sometimes it feels like, it doesn't feel like it, but sometimes I get caught up with this idea of, it's always just all about me and, you know, I'm the face and I'm the voice and I'm this, and it can be so draining because I just want to sh- up and just disappear (laughs) but yeah but I think that that's why I just really love our company I love the people in our company I love having people like you and Eve and Megan and Rachel and like all of us that are just really working to inspire each other every single day Mm -hmm. and I think that for us we've had such awesome experiences together we traveled so much have you been to Paris before no. We went together? You're you were my first. Paris okay, tell season. me about Paris cuz I feel like you and Paris it was our first trip together, right? Or no? We had been to New York together. It was our first time out of the country together. In Europe. So, yeah, Selena and I went to Paris for the first time together and I just saw you falling in love with every freaking corner of that city. So, tell me about the experience. A little backstory with me in Paris, like my mom with the fashion ABCs, she also 
raised me with like her love of Paris. Like she always loved Paris. She's like, it's such a beautiful city. Like my dad took her out to dinner on the Eiffel Tower, like I think twice. And I grew up like, oh my God, I need to go to Paris. Like I need to, like everything in my room was like Eiffel Towers and Parisian themed. And it's like, okay, like I'm, I'm waiting for this day. And then the time finally comes and they're like, would you mind going to Paris with Valeria? And I was like, I wouldn't mind. No, I, it's okay. I think I can make some room. And so let me tell you, for me to experience Paris the first way I did with you was truly amazing. I don't think everyone gets that experience. <laughs> Where did we stay? What did we do? So we went to Paris and we were staying at Le Maurice. Oh, and yeah. we get there and the room wasn't ready yet. So they put us in this little waiting room and like the waiting, like, which is an actual room that they let you like wait in and relax. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. We opened the balcony doors and I'm like with my head, like stuck out the window. We have a picture. You have a picture of I me with my that. head stuck out the window. And I was just like smile from ear to ear. So excited to be there. Like my first time in New York <laughs> at 22. So excited to be there. And we hadn't seen much anyways yeah and we're like okay let's like freshen up we'll get ready and we'll go downstairs for a walk until like the room is ready i think that's what we did like we i don't know if they called us or what but we ended up coming but we went for a walk with the city i'm like oh my god this is amazing like we're right in front of the gardens just like exploring uh streets we have no we had a fitting with amarsana so we had time to kill mm. at that point i was exhausted though because i didn't sleep and i just remember i'm like we need coffee. So we go find this little cafe. We're there drinking our coffee before like Amarsan is ready for us. We go to the fitting and I'm there on the couch like, <laughs> you were. Okay, wake up. And then we get back to the hotel and they're like, your room is ready. And it is the most stunning room I have ever been in my life. That was such a special life. That was a special experience. It was the Dolly suite and she's literally giving us a tour of the room. Like we had no idea what room we were staying in. We didn't know the extent. It's like a hallway, a reception area. But then here's another hallway with closets all lined against the wall and then a giant bathroom for two people. But then you turn this way and then there's another bedroom. Oh, and it's a, like Parisian. So Parisian. And, oh, that was so and beautiful. And then you walk out and you're on the balcony and then you have the gardens in front of you and then the Eiffel Tower is right there. And we would literally go to bed watching like the Eiffel Tower sparkle. It was so, so special. Like the level of service was just like anything. They're like, I got it. Like, let me handle it. They'd come, they'd make like my little bed every morning because you were too scared to sleep in the room, <laughs> in the room by yourself. It was such a big room. It that was. It felt very, uh, I did not feel worthy. I needed another body there. But it's funny because that I'm happy that was your first experience. But I don't think it truly hit me that I was in Paris. What was it? Like the second or third day. We were walking somewhere and we're by the Louvre and it used to be like fully enclosed and then a part of it burned down, but they still have the little archway. I have this weird thing where when I go to like these historic places, if it's allowed, like obviously not in a museum, I love to touch things. Cause I'm like, this is history. Like this was yeah. built so long ago. Like who else like was here and did this? So I like, I like to ground myself in those moments. Mm -hmm. And I think we did touch it. 
and we were walking by and that's when like I started crying. I was like, oh my God, she I'm really did. here. You get so emotional. Yeah. Also something we do that I love when we travel is we do take the time to walk around. Mm -hmm. We take time to go to museums. Like we really yeah. like to experience things, which is really, really cool. And I have some amazing memories. What are some like things that come up for you when you think about our travel because since then obviously when we came back to Paris maybe like four or five times been to New York many times I don't know where else we've been London we went to Italy twice <laughs> <laughs> we went to Italy for that was one of the craziest thing we were in Italy for 48 hours 36 hours probably 36 yeah what are some like crazy experiences we've had define crazy I mean it doesn't have to be crazy like oh my god it can be like pesto crazy Maybe we're not like crazy girls. Maybe we're not crazy girls. No, we. <laughs> I don't know why you stopped me on this one. We've experienced so much together. You know what I remembered? Okay, when tell you me. Had, when the first time in Paris, when you had your the uh, mask, the mask, and then it was from Miami Design District. Yes. And I guess you lost it. But we had no idea that I lost it. No, like, we, we had no remember. idea. And then we just walking back to the <laughs> hotel night. seven days later. Yeah. And I was, and it was like, there on the that? floor. Yeah, there was that. You had to be there. <laughs> There's also that story, but I can't like say it. Why? But you know that story when we were walking with Julia. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is my first time in Paris. <laughs> oh, my God. Now I'm going to tell the story. Okay. So, uh, but that's where I think like our humor is. That's where, how we handle trauma with uh, humor. So we're walking um, streets of Paris and we go by this metro station. And I'm just super nonchalantly being like, oh, this is the first time I got sexually harassed in Paris. And we just like keep on walking. And I'm kind of like, instantly, it's like, what? What? Because you said it so nonchalantly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my first time in Paris was when I was 16. It was my first time traveling. It was my first time leaving home and like pursuing modeling. And Paris is very scary when you're 16. Because back then they didn't speak any English. They didn't want mm -hmm. to. And you were just trying to figure out where to go, what to do. Agencies weren't great for models. You were like obviously just kind of a number. Um, and I just remember I was on a way to a meeting and I took the metro and I was walking up the stairs and I was wearing like a skirt and this guy just like went under the skirt. And I just remember I was like, I started screaming and no one was really doing anything. So I have very different experiences in Paris at that age, those ages, like 16, 17, 18, I've been back many times, but um, it's definitely very different than what we've what experienced. <laughs> yes. Well, don't you, like you kind of lived it through me now. You, I you healed that inner child. I, I, yeah, no, I definitely healed that. I remember when I, also when I came to Paris where I was living, because the first time I came, I was living in a model apartment with like 18 girls, but then at some point when I came back, I was living with um, a boyfriend at the time and it was this little shack room. I don't know what it was. It wasn't an apartment and you wouldn't be able, you can't open the door without lifting the bed. So you had to like lift the mattress. When I say bed, it was a mattress on the floor. You had to lift the mattress in order to leave the apartment. And then like that was... Mm. But I paid my dues. Like I did all the things. Mm -hmm. I've been through it. And 
I do love, it is healing for me to see you experiencing things because I also see the difference of how, mm-hmm. you know, how much I've kind of progressed since the first time mm-hmm. I did Paris. So that was fun. Our next uh, journey, I would love to do Japan. So let's manifest that. Why are you in my mind? Really? Like, you were thinking about it? Here's my thing is uh, there's so many places I want to go to. Like Japan is one of them. Like Australia, I want to go to like Scotland, Ireland. But if somebody told me I have a plane waiting to go to Paris right now, get on it in a heartbeat, I would. Like, Absolutely. There's something like continuously like pulling me back that I'm kind of like, oh, let me plan a trip to Paris. But then I'm like, but there's so many other places I want to go to. I know. So it's it's a sh- internal struggle constantly <laughs> where I'm like, where do I want to go? I haven't actually planned one of these trips yet. Like it hasn't made its way out of my mind. I just remembered, uh, I think it was last year. Remember where you made a list? 26 by 26. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? We went to Italy. Oh, was that on their list? Yeah, it was on my I list. I think I posted on stories and so many people, it resonated with a lot of people because they're like, we're rooting for Celine to go through that list. She made a list, 26 things she wants to do before she turns 26. And some of the things were so random. I have it with me. Where? Like here. Get Should it. I grab it? Yes. I don't know if what do you mean? It. You're just walking around with it? It's just in your bag? How are you going to manifest <laughs> if... Let me make sure everything's still good. At some point, we'll probably have to explain what you do at Valeria Inc. Like, I do what needs to get done. Credits to Gary Lipovetsky. <laughs> okay, I'm ready for 26 that you need to do before 26. I'm not going to read all of them. That's kind of embarrassing. It's um, not embarrassing. We're rooting for I you. I can no because there's some of them that people are gonna oh, okay. roast me for. Oh, who's gonna roast you? But it's fine, yeah. The internet you can have... be a cruel place. I know I have tough skin, but <laughs> not that tough. Um, yet. I went to Italy. <laughs> Why? What did you? What is that for? What was there that you're like? Hmm. Because it's like finish at least twenty six books, and I love to read. But sometimes finding the time to read mm. is really hard. So I've read about 12 books, I think. Yeah, but it's until oh, 26. Oh, until 26. I have enough time. No, I, well, until March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, I'm 25. I keep forgetting that. Do you, do you, does that ever happen to you where you forget your age? What are you talking about? On the weekend, I had a full-blown conversation with people being like, I'm 32, I'm 32. And then they're like, oh, what year were you born? 1990. Like, oh, me too, but I'm 33. I was like, wait. Well, technically, you still could be 32. No, but she was a month like after me. Okay, yeah. She's like, how is that possible? You're still 32. I was born in a And I literally year, had to call Gary and be like, Gary, am I 32 or 33? You gaslit yourself. I did. That's another <laughs> thing. That's Celine, Celine um, and that's, uh, that's the fun part of, you know, having Gen Z uh, working together uh, with a millennial because they just find ways to roast me all the time. And now they're calling me a gaslighter. Is that a... So us calling you a gaslighter (laughs) is just us finding any excuse to roast you. Literally everything I say, they're like, that was, you were gaslighting us. This is it. That was I don't want like this to come across as like, she's a habitual gaslighter. And it's like, I mean, it's not like you just... Maybe I am. I don't know. Maybe we're tapping into something <laughs> Maybe now. No, it, it'll just be like small little moments. That'll be like, no, like it did happen. <laughs> like, what do you mean? 
Remember when you came to me and you were having? Oh, we were in New York, and it was a really crazy day, and we didn't re- like. No, not a really crazy day. It was a really crazy week. We had been in Milan for thirty six hours. Right, and we come to New York. We we flew from Milan to New York, and we had like a crazy day of things, and. You decided to this go. This was the next day. That was the next day. Yeah. You decided to go and have lunch with our team members, and it was really far. And you're sitting in traffic, anyways. By the time she came back, you see, you're already gaslighting. You're already changing the story. Okay, tell okay. me the story. It wasn't that far. Like we went to sit down. It was in uh, Soho, right? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that far, but there was a UN assembly going on, so traffic was like crazier than normal. But getting there wasn't the issue. It was coming back. I had to. The brand didn't want to courier over the outfit you were gonna wear for the podcast. Right, so I had, had to, to go pick, pick it, it up. up. Anyway, she kind of mismanaged her schedule. You see, gaslighting. I didn't say anything. Oh, okay, because <laughs> you're giving me the eyes. So anyway, she comes to the room and she's just like, you, she's disheveled. She's so tired. And well, it, I had spent almost two hours in a car yeah. that I couldn't get out of because I had a box. I had this clothing like bag with a ton of clothes. Like it was heavy. 100%. I was ready to hop on the subway, valid, but I couldn't. Valid, okay, valid, And she starts crying. And I, my, got, I got teary-eyed. She got teary-eyed, whatever. I mean, when I get super stressed, I need to cry because otherwise I can't go through the day. She starts crying and my Soviet upbringing is just like, well, you did it to yourself. Yeah. Why did you decide to go to this lunch? You She's knew like, there's a UN assembly. Lunch? <laughs> like lunch was the downfall of it all. Not that we and had been delayed nine hours just, at the airport. Like No, we had a crazy, but she was just like, I caught myself and I'm like, maybe I'm being a bit too rough on her because my mentality is always like, it's on you. You made the decision, yeah. like you needed to know better because that's how I was brought up and that's my survival skill. But I'm just looking at her and I'm literally saying it to her. And while I'm saying it, I'm like, I'm gaslighting you, am I? <laughs> She's like, yeah. I was, okay. I, was, I was literally just like, oh, okay. But like, I'll tell you where it stemmed from. We had, we had New York Fashion Week. Like Monday to Monday, our flight ended up getting canceled. So we didn't leave until Tuesday. Then we left Sunday, like Tuesday to Sunday, we, had, we were here in Miami and like doing things, filming mm-hmm. stuff, whatever. We left Sunday, we're stuck at the airport for I don't know how many hours, didn't know when our flight was leaving, when we were getting on, how we were gonna get to Milan. That all worked out. We got to New York. I have a story, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I said you would never find out, but maybe this is the time to do it. <laughs> What is the story? It's not. So when we were leaving Milan, you know, it was kind of like the girl for like the jewelry was there. So I'm like, okay, I need to go run and give the jewelry. But then they were like, the transfer is here. So then I had to run from like room to room to like make sure the luggage just picked up. Everything was going on. We get to the airport and literally as we're checking in, I was like, I forgot the shoes. The red heels from. uh, Oh, my God. (laughs) For the dress. (laughs) that Amersana dropped off. I was like. I forgot, like, when I tell you my heart sank, I got, like, chills. I'm like, this is this is what ends my career. <laughs> like, this is the moment. I was like, it's a like exact shade of the, like, she can't wear anything. What are we going to do? And I was like, fuck. I was, like, desperately texting Melanie. I'm like, are you still at the hotel? Like, everyone had, le- everyone that was going to New York had left the hotel already. So yeah. I was like, 
what am I going to She's like, I can ask Jessica if she can. I'm like, first of all, Jessica's going to be in Milan for the rest of the week. Second of all, the first thing she's going to tell Valeria is like, hey, babe, I got your shoes. And you're going to be like, what shoes is she talking about? So I was like freaking out. And that's why like when Melanie, I started acting weird because when Melanie showed like we ran into her in the airport, she was like, hi. And I was like, don't say anything. I don't think you, I don't think people understand the amount of, first of all, I have very high expectations from, yeah, as you should, There's from our team, yeah. because I think that everyone is extremely capable um, and I want everyone to constantly push themselves. So sometimes it might, it might sound harsh, but that's just the way I operate. I feel like now everyone understand me. And I feel like even when we met, because I, I say to everybody that is joining the team, I'm like, listen, I'm very, I'm all about like being friends and doing all the things and being really nice to each other, but I don't want ups. And they will happen, but like yeah. I expect. If you can avoid them. If like, you, you can, can avoid, avoid them. them. And I can be very short and I can be very direct and just, you know, just remember what we're all doing here. Mm -hmm. And I think that you really managed to excel at not letting me see or know when it goes wrong. Well, I feel like I have a good poker face. Like I know how to handle fires. Yes, you're also very so calm in out. times yeah. of stress, which is huge for me because I feel like when I see other people stress, I'm just like, okay, that's it. Is we're going downhill. So you keeping your cool and just like we got this, everything is good. I'm like, okay, she got this. You know, I can then focus on what I need to focus. But um, I do have very strong tendency to be like, no one knows what they're doing. I have to do it myself. Yeah, but. I find that you've really taken a lot yeah. of that from me. Let's continue. So you did that. What? Oh, we went to Italy. And then what? I feel like this story has... Welcome <laughs> to you, our conversations. Let me finish, though. The story. shoes. Yes, the shoes. Like the, so then I'm like, holy... like, But in my mind, when I say something's going to happen, like it's going to happen. And like, you know, it's like I... Like you were going to have those shoes to wear. Whether I had to go to the store and purchase it myself... But I was like, I have this thing where like, I don't know how to explain it, but like, if I'm in a different time zone, I'm like, we're living in the future. Like it's still, I was like, this is perfect. I can still get these out today. They're gonna be there tomorrow. Like I bought Wi-Fi twice on the plane because I'm like emailing the hotel, except there's no direct email. So then I'm texting Alexis. I'm like, I need you to call them right now and ask for their email. And she's like, they can't give you the if like if it's not the guest i'm like i just need the front desk email like you tell them to give it to me <laughs> like this is life or death <laughs> the red shoes oh, must be in new york the in red 12 shoes. hours and they finally gave it and i i had already made the label and every i had scheduled the pickup before i was even like confirmed they weren't even i don't even think they were in a box so i'm like emailing them like oh my god hi like thank you so much for doing that can you put these in a box for me please here's the label and I received uh, an email reply like back. I was like, oh my God, thank the guy's like, okay, they've already been picked up. I was like, confirming it was the red shoes behind the car. He's like, yeah, they were boxed. And I was like, oh my, after that, I slept like a baby on that flight. I was so stressed up until that point, except for oh, Mitzi next to me. She was such a cute little lady. She kept me sane in that moment. So sweet. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of these I want to say, call it emergencies, but they're not really emergencies. Mm -hmm. In the grand scheme of things, we're not like curing cancer over here. But for us, because all of us are very, take pride in everything that we do, and I have very mm -hmm. high expectations of every outcome, I think that we're all just 
Yeah, like it needs to get done. It needs to get done. Yeah, so there's always these really fun stories. Like when we got to New York and I wore this red dress to this really big, important event and it was see-through and we didn't have the right... Pantyhose. Under or it. underwear, underground, so whatever. So Celine and Kimmy started like running around Times Square with flip-flops. No, Kimmy had because her heels were we were in my room and there was only like one pair so i was like you take it it's uh like she had like bigger heels i was like it's fine i've the like there's a store weitzman i've worn them for like five six years now like they're broken in like it's fine never underestimate running through times square because i seriously thought my heel was broken by the time we were getting back to the hotel it's like kimmy go without me like get these to her my i'm like i swore people probably thought i was drunk because I, I don't know what I did to my leg, but it was like my foot was giving out, like my calf or something. The my amount of stories I have of you like wearing heels in the most No, it's only literally happened times. like twice, which was when the car dropped us off at the wrong location when we were going to film Drew Barrymore. And uh, I was wearing heels in that moment also. It back to my was, list. Oh yes, back to your list. It says run a half marathon. So technically I am signed up for the half marathon. She also runs marathons. I don't run marathons. I haven't done a marathon yet. I did a 5K. That's a marathon. That's not, that's a 5K. <laughs> Five kilometers. A What's mar- a marathon? It's tw- 26 miles. Are you but getting ready for that? That's what I'm sort of like freaking out about <laughs> because we've literally been on an airplane every other week and traveling. Do you think I've been training like I should be training? Absolutely not. So I'm deathly terrified of what's, awaits me on january 28th i'm so excited for you are you gonna be waiting for me at the yeah. finish line oh God. i'll get the boys to make signs okay <laughs> i don't know why i throw a dinner parties there like now looking back at this because like i mean i am hosting, did you throw i'm hosting friendsgiving oh there you go but like i've hosted it like plenty of times before you know what i'm saying so that's nothing groundbreaking for me that i haven't done before but, I but maybe just another thing you want to do this year yeah regularly do pilates which, which I do. you have been doing yeah amazing what about that climbing a mountain and having a picnic on the mountain i don't think there's having good for you for remembering though i haven't been hiking at zion yet but uh it's definitely there still on the list like i want to do that but again there's like so many places you know i went on my first like girls trip at the age of 25 just like last month yes she you did yeah we were in toronto and we were supposed to fly back to miami and she said uh-uh i, I changed said, my mind. ticket and yeah. she went to where did you go nashville oh yeah you went to nashville. i went to nashville so like i feel like all these new experiences are just coming at me like fast i'm kind of like taking it now where do you feel like your challenges are now i don't want to say finding the time you know mm. but that's also something I think like going back to like our growth thing and over the two years, I was like working a lot. And like you said, the expectations were high, not that they're not now, but like you kind of know well, who I am. you've been doing it yeah. enough. That and it's... I like had to prove myself and I'm very much like the person like I take on and I take on, I'm like, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, give it to me, like I'll handle it. But then I also wanted to have a social life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, overexerting myself on every other end and at that time I was like drinking and I wasn't like taking care of myself Mm -hmm. and so I feel like slowly over the time and especially like learning from you where you're like that doesn't like really matter like you're very mindful of what you do and what 
like activities you put yourself in except for when I'm like dragging you to them <laughs> of like how you're spending your time that then I sort of like started to dial back and I was like you know what like I don't need to be everywhere I don't need to do like all even though I still do a lot of things I'm like I don't need to so it's gonna be a year now in January since I've been like fully sober because I stopped drinking in May of 2020 22 i think why did you stop drinking so i stopped drinking because here's like it's kind of weird how like it all happened like lucky had i had just like put him down my sweet angel lucky is celine's dog r.i.p yeah r.i.p today's his birthday today today's his <gasps> birthday yeah lucky um, yeah and i was i feel like that was a moment where it kind of just like put into perspective everything for me of like like what I was so sad I was like what am I doing to fulfill myself because I remember I was just like scrolling through Instagram and I was like like what is this feeling like what is this doing for me and that's when I took like my big social media break I was like and then it also like made me like focus inward I was like what is this alcohol bringing to my life because not to say I was an alcoholic in the least like but I was drinking like more than I should have and like going out to dinner and then we'd get like a pitcher of sangria and it was just so unnecessary like in the middle of the week mm -hmm. like why am I doing that it's affecting my sleep like it's affecting how I wake up in the morning and I was like I want to feel good and I went on this like four hour like walk where I kind of like was like shifting on how I wanted to like live my life and I think that was really the catalyst of it all and then once I started doing it I was like whoa like this is a brand new person so after that happened Like I had a drink here and there, like like a glass of wine or like a glass of champagne. But like last January is like when I fully cut it out of my life. And I was like, this is, I feel so much better. Like I wake up, there's like no hangover. I can, and it doesn't mean I can't hang. Like no, I can. No, you are, you can hang. <laughs> like you go out and sometimes like, yeah, we came home at 3, 4 a.m. And then we went to an after party. I was like, what? Yeah. Ah, to be 25 actually but I even mean, then no because i'm like oh my god i'm not like when i was 18 like i can't yeah yeah, yeah no I, i i don't miss those days by any means but i mean it's amazing i love that you really committed to that um i don't think it's um it's a hard thing to do especially at your age especially you like going out socializing still looking for you know a relationship mm -hmm. i think that's Ooh, let's talk about uh, scary times. Okay, let me drink some water. Let's talk about where you're at. Let's talk about it. Like, uh, what's his name? You know who I'm talking about, right? He's yeah. Like, let's talk, Charles. Gross. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about your love life. I feel like we. I have a feeling that in two years, you'll find like the one, the one. Okay. That's oh. that's my prediction. That I'm gonna find somebody in the next two years. Yeah. You know, but last like the one, the one last new year's my friend predict he was like i feel like this is a year that you're gonna find somebody time is ticking the year is almost the done. year is almost done 2023 is out the door already i don't think 2023 is the year to find someone no no something's going on in the in the universe yeah it's like not a good time so just be patient i feel like for so long But I think this goes back to like, I'm comfortable doing everything alone. I've kind of like created that energy around myself and I'm like very self-sufficient. So like then, too self-sufficient. Yeah. 
So then like, I'm like busting out the big ladder by myself and they're like, do you want help? I'm like, no, I, I it's so funny because we did, there was a shift, I think like six, seven months ago, there was something going on. And I mentioned, first of all, I am, I always advocate for you when it comes to like you taking on too much mm -hmm. because it's even just counterproductive mm -hmm. in general, you run yourself, you know, mm -hmm. thin, but then also you do everything by yourself and you're so tapped into your masculine energy that to your point 100%. you are not like making I'm scared of it now space yeah. for exactly it. like like willing to accept that <laughs> and you see she like the way you even have this this conversation with yourself because i so clearly remember you're picking up the ladder and you're like i can do this myself and you put it down you're like no no i should not be doing this myself where's a man i need a man no i don't need a man yes i do need a man like it's this constant conversation you're having with yourself of like letting go yeah how's that going for you i don't know if it's gone for me yet i think it takes time it does take time and i feel like it comes from like i was raised by such strong women and like around but at the same time they had like partners you know what i'm saying so i so i can't like fully yeah blame like or not blame that but kind of excuse it i don't know that's a tough one it's a tough one that's what i'm saying it's gonna take two years because i think it needs to, to like be at the right time that. it needs to be mm -hmm. at it needs to have a tact to it and i was always I mean? like i'm so independent like I'm I'm not gonna be tied down and like in my 20s and like I don't need and I don't need a man to give me all of this you know sometimes it's nice <laughs> sometimes I just need a hug yeah um I think that it's wonderful that you do everything by yourself and you feel very comfortable d being on your own but there's also it's not natural you know what I mean <laughs> it's just <You're> not <laughs> a freak of nature no i'm just saying it's like it's okay no, to it, yeah. want and need yeah. somebody and i think it's healthy and whatever like we're at a phase i think a lot of young women like now we became so self-sufficient and so able to do everything on our own but it can get a little dangerous right where mm -hmm. we get into the space of just then what are men for right yeah. so i think that you're aware of it and you're just gonna find your rhythm and it's gonna be interesting to see you developing or like evolving within a relationship because that also shapes you as a person right like you learn how to navigate that and navigate yourself when you are in a partnership do you think you're gonna be you're gonna be awesome oh i you're gonna be the best wholeheartedly know that though like yeah i also not do think like, we should do matchmaking services okay I'm not opposed. <laughs> what did your mom say to me? Do you remember when I asked her about that? This was during Jake's birthday. We were in the kitchen and she was something like, you have to be like sexier. And, oh, yeah. But it's not like about being sexier, but it was like tapping into that. Yeah, that energy. That energy. Yeah. Which I think she in her Russian It was like way, translating Russian to English. Like yes. It's obvious, but I understood the intention behind it. But it was so like. I planted the seed in her head. I don't know. It, but I don't think she thinks I'm ready. And maybe that's where you're like, but in two years, like I've seen how far you've come in two years. Give it another two years. Yeah. And you'll start to ripen a little bit more. And it's not that you're going to meet somebody in two years. In yeah, two yeah. years, it's going to be like the person. Right. Like this is it. I've been in a relationship. Because this I, is it. It's interesting. I haven't really like even like dated, like I had like, like brief little relationships. But because at the same time, I'm like, I don't, not that I, I don't have time for it, but like, 
I can lose interest like really quickly if you're not like satisfying everything so i'm like okay like you were like nice to look at but then what like i can't have a conversation with you and i think you're also settled now in your role and in what you do and you have like a career you know and now your focus can get more into your relationships and like those things because it's difficult to excel at all the things at once what is like love and companionship looks like to you that's a great question actually I don't think I've even allowed myself to like actually look in and think about that. It's kind of like, I want that person. I want that partner. And I think, cause I've thought about this before is like, yes, I want this, but like, what am I looking for? Because I'm like, oh, like shiny, like this looks nice. But I'm like, are those like the values of like what I want in a partner and to raise my kids? Because I get made fun of this, made fun of for this a lot by like you and like my friends, like, I like questionable looking men like oh lord they look like a little dirty like I love a mustache and a mullet and there's nothing wrong with that but sometimes they're not the most like stable like you know and I'm like this is cute like yes I want this but then I think ideally I want somebody who's like mature and career driven but also will be like a good father I'm I know I'm destined to be a mother like I'm so like I want somebody who I will be like proud of to say like this is the father of my children this is going to help raise them and like shape them and I want that like support system so you see you're still transitioning from the I definitely from am. the dirty guys that you like but I wonder if that's because I haven't really like dated yeah that's what I'm that saying I'm still, I like, feel getting, like you like, have an my idea head is, you, you know, have like, an idea turning. in your head yeah but I feel like you haven't had the experience yet So basically what you did for your career, Mm -hmm. where you started going out there and trying different things to see, that's what you need to do now in the dating life, you know, in like going out there. like hard in this day and age. Tell me more. There's always like dating apps. Are you on all of them? No, I'm just on one. On where? So they know where to find you. (laughs) Where? Slide into my Instagram. (laughs) I'll send you my number after the episode airs. (laughs) <laughs> to send me your resume to my email i don't know if i can say that is a lot is that allowed like what if i i don't care if i get kicked off at this point i'm on raya um yeah that's it but even there it's like i've been like on a couple dates i went on this date in paris yeah you did yeah i did but he just like wanted to like <laughs> come upstairs and i was like first of all that's not happening because like I just met you like you're a random guy from Paris. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I could get murdered. And we were in the, like the lobby of yeah. uh, in the hotel bar. But not only that, how was I also going to be like, I also share a room with my boss. Like, <laughs> you, you gang of <laughs> ah. oh. So it's just like, but also the guilt trip of like, I was like, I'm going this way and you're going that way. And he's like, no, come on. You're going to like, let me walk the streets alone. And I was like, I can call you a cab. Like, I don't mind, <laughs> sir. But you're going that way and I'm going this way. So it's like dating's, but even like in Miami, it's even harder. Like, I feel like in Miami, it's very hard. I mean, but I would say the same in New York. But I also feel like it's hard in Miami because these Miami girls like quote-unquote Miami they get there's like a rep about like oh she's just like any other Miami girl like she's entertaining mm. all these other guys and you know like going to these part and that's not 
who I am. But you don't think whatsoever. that's in general what's going on? Like, I think that we're in the era of like options. Everyone has so many options. It doesn't matter what city you're in. Uh, and I mean, major cities, probably in Oklahoma, you're like, <laughs> oh, I don't know what I'm thinking about. <laughs> no shade to Oklahoma, though. I feel like in Oklahoma, they're ready to commit. The options are not. I don't know. Best. I might just move to Oklahoma and I... find myself like a cowboy and yeah. call it a day. I'm into it and well, raise pasture. You pasture. see, it's, <sighs> you know what my one thing I can't get around and it's funny because I just saw this on, let me check, make sure I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I saw this thing on Instagram. It's like, I can't live in fear every day of like standing in front of a man and like being worried about what they're going to wear. So like, <laughs> and that's, I feel like my partner, like if they don't know how to dress or like dress well. I know, but that's so easy to... You see, this is why you need two years. This is very easy to fix. Really? That's the fear that you have? That's one of the fears. I oh my God. We're going to go through... We're, you're going to make a list of your fears. And I feel like you probably can eliminate a lot of them. Focus is not there yet. You can change that easily. Don't, didn't you see the TikTok glow-ups? Before my girlfriend, after my girlfriend. I guess, yeah, you're right. Come on. So easy. Yeah, but it's also like they start off young and then they like kind of like grow into it. Versus I'm like 25. Listen, I took out velour sweatsuits from Gary's closet. You know what I mean? Like there's there's ways, there's hope for everybody out there. So I'm not worried. Dating these days, I feel like is very nerve wracking because I feel like the guys don't know how to behave or how to approach things. And then the girls don't know what they want necessarily. So it's kind of, do you feel that? Do you find that? I think it's very like wishy-washy. Mm -hmm. It is. And it's like, say one thing, but then like completely mean the other or like do the other. And it's like this guy, I doubt he'll ever listen, but uh, was the one pursuing me and asking me out, but then would never follow through with things. So I'm kind of like, okay, like, where are we going? What are we doing? And that's where I got, like, it started off great. Like conversation was great, but then I just like lost interest. Cause I was, no, he was, he wasn't coming through. And he's I, older too. You know what I'm saying? He's uh, I don't think it's an, that's it's what definitely I'm saying. Not an it's thing, yeah. I don't think it's an aging anymore. I think it's in general, the overall collective mindset mm -hmm. about dating. That's why we're going to matchmaking. I'm doing the same thing for Dennis. I'm going to take, I'm going to use matchmaking services for my older brother, Dennis. If you didn't know this, I will. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. Should we create a show where Dennis, like, yeah, like combine like the bachelor and the bachelorette? Yes. Okay. Don't give me content ideas. You know, I'm going to want to go through those. Definitely. Like one I, week it can I be think Dennis, when one something week goes too far in one direction, we have to like take it back to mm -hmm. old school. You yeah. know, like have you seen Indian Matchmaker on Netflix? No, but I know. I used to watch Millionaire Matchmaker on, uh, oh, yeah. on Bravo. That was a good one. You see, they know what they're doing. Okay, let's touch on Paris Fashion Week. And Paris is insane. Every Fashion Week is insane. We are at the Zimmerman Show. Mm-hmm. And I remember we're standing at, um, we're standing on the runway before the show started and I'm standing with like four or five industry people. And I see Celine comes out and I'm talking to them. I didn't even notice that I'm chewing gum. And Celine comes to me 
just out of nowhere she literally i don't even know where she was she just appears she's like spit the gum out right now and i was like Whoa. and i was like are you sure it's like yes right now and i just like spit my gum in her hand and she just walks out she disappears again and um there was like a industry person she was standing there she's like now that's that's how it's done i'm like yeah and I felt so proud. It was just so, it was like a little thing, but the attention yeah. to details and the fact that you don't move with ego. So we can be in the most fabulous suite in Paris and we're like eating strawberries, drinking champagne. But then if you need to be, your hand need to hold my gum or you need to do something that is not as fabulous, like you don't, it's just, that's the job. So that was a favorite story for me. I love that. I always talk about that story. Aww. That time that Celine just appeared out of nowhere. And then last question I have for you. Are you ready? And that's it? We're done? Yeah. You see? You can sit and talk here for hours. For hours. Uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I know what I really want to say. So say it. But I don't know <laughs> if other people are going to like it. Which people? Us? No. I mean... What people? Your mom? No, not my mom. I'm just saying the general population of who... Who cares about that? But also, I might want something completely different in 10 Yeah, years. just right now. I want to live every day with Valeria Lipovetsky, and I want to be her shadow, and I want to grow with her. Shut up. Um, no, I fully see myself being a stay-at-home mom. Like, I love... <laughs> I see the light slowly die. That's so nice. But maybe that's just me. I'm like, I'm sick of this. I'm not sick of it. Don't worry. I think that's a nice 10-year plan. But not like a stay-at-home mom. Like, I love my career. I don't, think, I don't think you understand. Like, if you think this is stressful, <laughs> no, stay-at-home right. mom is... But, like, we're talking about a different stay-at-home mom. Oh, you're talking about like, one that has, like, six nannies. Not six nannies. No. Just maybe, like, a cleaning lady. <laughs> but, like, I want to spend my... like going back to like my hobbies and my interests i'm such a craftsy person like i want to spend my days like in the kitchen cooking and like making things from scratch and uh. you want to be a farm ballerina yes ballerina farm but what i is also it, farm ballerina ballerina farm i think yes but i also want to be like knitting things and like creating like i, I see that for i'm you. a creative but not like like in a cre like creative your type of way like it's yeah a, it's a i different see creative so like maybe I can turn that into career. Maybe that's where I need to start like shifting my, but also I love fashion. So like. Maybe we'll all come together in 10 years. Like that's a long time. I mean, it's long, but not that long. I know. I think crazy. you'll figure it out. So I don't really know. I think I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going to be in 10 years. That's kind of what I was waiting to hear from you. <laughs> I truly don't because like. It scares me when in your 20s you're like, I, this I, is what I'm yeah, going to be doing. Yeah, you know what? I honestly don't have a plan. So scratch everything. But I mean, that's I a do want to be a mom. Yeah. I do. You see, it's so tough because it's like those things like you don't want to have a timeline for things. But then I'm like, oh, but you know, it would be like nice to be in a relationship. But I'm like, but that doesn't define anything. So what I've learned from this and this conversation is I truly don't know what I want and I need time to figure it out. What a, wrap. what a wrap up. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. a great conclusion to this conversation. Where Celine, I hope that people got to know you a little better. And I don't think it will be the last time we do an episode. Because I feel like we now need to have this regular episode of us sitting and talking about... Good chat. 
little chat chat about state of the world okay. or maybe not no, not the state of it's the world literally the state of our world exactly thank you i love you okay bye love you too bye <laughs> Thank you so much for watching this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't miss my newest episode right here. And if you're listening to the podcast on Apple or Spotify, please go and leave a review with your biggest takeaway. I love reading your thoughts. And if you have any suggestions for guests or topics, you can leave them in the comment section. And always, always remember, you are not alone.